Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports with Mike and Jesse. Today we're going to talk about the hockey world losing two legends in the last two weeks in E. Lafleur and Mike Bossy. We'll also talk about Trevor Bauer's uh, 324 game suspension. And I'm sure talk of NBA and NHL playoffs will come up as well. Enjoy! Alright, so the the big news of the last two weeks, especially up here uh, in Canada, because we're all about hockey, is that two NHL legends passed away of, of uh, from cancer, uh, different types of cancer, but uh, Mike Bossy passed away at the age of 65. Um, what, what blew my mind is that he averaged 1.5 points per game, which is third in history behind Gretzky and, and Lemieux. I bet you a lot of people wouldn't know that. I didn't. Know I didn't know. That. That. I didn't know. I was that. looking at the set. And I'm like, are are they sure? Yeah. Like one, but he only played like 700 games. That's what I was gonna say. His career was shorter than a lot of those. Yeah, guys because that he had longer. like a he had he had knee problems or something. It was um, knee or hip. Yeah. Uh, it's it kind of like the early Cam Neely. Right. You yeah. Know, where where the body just gave up before the player could. And he, uh, and he had nine straight 50-goal seasons. Wow. I was just going to say, a lot of people would say he's one of the best snipers of all time, basically. If not Ooh. the best, as far as just a guy that puts the puck in the net. And, uh, yeah, consistently, for even though it wasn't a, over a 1,000 game career, it was just consistent. Only 752 games, 1,126 points, 573 of those were goals. And several Stanley Cups playing yeah, on one of the best four. the best teams in just franchise in, in the history. Yeah, just four really. in a row. <laughs> uh, and he won a Conn Smythe in one of those years. Um, and I think his his legacy is just being uh, one of the best goal scorers the the league has ever seen. Totally prolific. Yeah, no one he, he don't he doesn't come up in the best in the conversation of best players of all time or anything because he didn't like play that. long enough. Right. That that's the only reason because like you take that points per game. And that is ridiculous. But still, even with that, even with that, you know, relatively low games played, the, he still comes up in conversation when people say who's the best goal scorer of all time. He's always right up there yeah. too, right? Like yeah. it's uh, it, people talk about Ovechkin, Gretzky, of course, and Bossy's always real close behind there. Uh, and the other one that passed away uh, was Guy Lafleur at the age of seventy. Flower. Um, he was a three-time Art Ross winner, three-time Lester Pearson, to, which is the precursor to the what are they called the Lester Pearson now? I thought they called it the Lester B. Pearson now, the one that's where the players vote. Yeah, is it? didn't they change the name of it? Maybe. I, I, said, I said like three things wrong on the last podcast, <laughs> so I and, and I corrected you on them wrongly. <laughs> I wrongly corrected you on the last podcast like three times, and I'm not going to do that today. I promised myself. Oh, uh, two-time heart winner, Cod Smythe winner, and you won five cups with the, with the Habs in the 70s there. I think, I think those five cups were all in a row. I think his... Five cups were the precursor to the Islanders' four. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, they went from Montreal to the Islanders after that. Uh, 12, 1,200 points, uh, 500, almost 520 goals, um, an icon in Montreal. The big thing people said about him is is electric, right? Like, to watch him play yes. when he gets the puck. People were specifically saying when he picked up the puck in the form, started going behind his own net and, and started had that, wheeling. And had that blonde hair yeah. flowing. Oh, man. yeah. Uh, my dad's not a big hockey fan. Yeah. He's not, but he always the guy he always talked about was Guy Lafleur. Right, and he and, grew up in Montreal too. Right, and my dad, dad grew yeah. up in Montreal. Yeah. yeah, and he would like talk about like him smoking fucking darts mm-hmm. on the bench mm-hmm. and stuff in between. And it's just like he, my dad thought he was so cool. It was a different time. It was a different time back then. Yeah. And uh, he also played obviously for the Nordiques and the Rangers there towards the end of his career. But uh, two big um, 
legends uh, passing away in the span of two weeks, which is just yeah. kind of crazy. I was fortunate. I was very young, and I, I, I probably wouldn't have remembered it if it wasn't for the, such a unique look, but I actually saw um, Guy Lafleur play live at the Saddle Dome against the Flames. When he played for the Quebec Nordiques. Oh, okay. It okay. was it was when he, I think he retired and then came back with Quebec. Gotcha. So it was really at the very end of his career. But I actually saw him play live, and it I was believe cool. I believe when we were kids, you and I, we went to one of those. Do you remember when they did those Legends touring All Star? Oh games? yeah, yeah. We could have we on saw that too. Him, we saw him there. I believe we did yeah. too. Yeah, I, I remember. I seem yeah. to remember that. I know I too. went with a friend, and you yeah. were the only friend I knew that, that at that time <laughs> that played hockey. So it had to be with you. There you it, go. It couldn't have been with anybody else. So and I, we we saw him there. Yeah, and it. it it is even at that age. It was still cool to see the hair flowing. Yeah. Like it's, it, you could tell how it was how fun thing. that would have been. I it was know. a thing for him. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, this is my style." Yeah. Um, God, world. I've seen a few people play live without helmets on now. <laughs> Craig McTavish. Craig McTavish is the one that comes to mind for yeah, me for sure all the time. Yeah, all the time. He was. I think he was the last one though. Basically, so I think I think mm. that would have been it as far as guys that we would know that have played in the league without one on. Um, of course, so, they didn't have curves on the stick back then. They were taking right. them off or whatever. <laughs> so condolences to their families. Um, you know, it's a tough time uh, for them. But uh, if, for the people that got to watch them play, at least we got to see that. You know, we got to see greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I never saw, like Guy Lafleur, like I said, saw in that Legends game. I never saw Mike Bossy play. Either. By the time I was watching hockey, he was retired. Yeah. So... Um, but you know, you know what I know, they brought. I, I know, off, especially Mike Bossy. That one point five points per game is it blows my blows my mind. I had man. no idea that he was that prolific of an overall scorer too, not just a goal scorer. But like, that's that's phenomenal. Blows my mind, man. It's just insane. Um, all right, let's transition to uh, some punishments. A uh, punishment being levied in baseball. Uh, Trevor Bauer's um, with criminal charges. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the court case was basically thrown out because there wasn't enough evidence or, or just, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the, the technical term is and MLB levied their, uh, suspension and they gave him 324 games. So basically he's not playing this year and he's not playing next year. Mm -hmm. And by the time he's ready to play in 2024, he will no longer be with the Dodgers. Right. Uh, and I believe with the suspension, that means he doesn't get paid now. That's pretty crazy because so, he's on a uh, big contract. Yeah, at least he got. I guess if, at least he got paid last year if he wants yeah. the money. Like, geez. And it's weird. Normally, when uh, there's no, uh, when there's no, when when the court doesn't press charges, normally the league kind of follows suit follows after suit. that. But I think the uh, the information that came out about this regarding his behavior with women and stuff like that was to the point where they said, you know what, we don't want to be associated with that at all. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, and do it this. And it wasn't, it didn't get thrown out because he wasn't guilty. Yeah. It got thrown out because the evidence wasn't, mm-hmm. like, like everyone could see that there was like something wrong here, yeah. but the evidence uh, wasn't, wasn't, syncing up with it being criminal charges like right. I, I could totally see a civil suit where he loses that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and what what i did um think was interesting was that unlike other um times athletes got in trouble yeah. the league actually just put him on leave and they're like no we'll let the criminal investigation do its thing yeah and then we'll bring it down right we, we are gonna wait we're not gonna rush to judgment mm-hmm. on this we are gonna sit back and take in all the facts and i kind of appreciated that they did that i like i like uh, that approach i think it's fair i think it's fair it's it's not a rush to judgment because you know uh 
court of public opinion can can be very damning at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've paid attention to like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff. I know that's off vaguely. I know what's going but on. But basically, like Amber Heard accused him of of abusing her, mm-hmm. and it's come out all the evidence is pointing towards that she actually abused him. Right. I kind of got that. And yeah. Johnny Depp got fired from the Pirates of the Caribbean. He's been blackballed basically from Hollywood. Just because of what she said, and right. the evidence is saying otherwise. So, mm-hmm. like, I know that that's a that's a uh, ex- exception to the case. Like, that's yeah. not, not usually what happens. But I'm glad that that they're ta- they said no, 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 we'll put you on leave. You can't play because you got stuff going on. But like, when that's done, then we're gonna levy our 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 sentence down. Right. And the point. Uh, oh, flames down one nothing there. It looks like Joe Pavelski just scored on the power play. God, he's so old. But uh, what like you were saying there. Um, I, I, I do agree with that too because I think yeah certainly if all if you know for what Trevor Bauer specifically did like if if that comes out to be true I totally understand why baseball wants to cut, disassociate themselves with that that's no way to talk to to women or treat women at all uh, but I see I, I agree with what you're saying in the sense that I do think it needs to you need to let it play out as a league because there's so many times where you know, there there are times unfortunately where women and men have probably lied in these situations. To, to try to get save, the one up to save, try to win. save face yeah or, exactly you know, um it is uh uh you know hearing the things that happened in that room he's saying it was consensual the woman says it was consensual to a point are you talking about trevor bauer right now trevor bauer, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah and like it's kind of just whoa yeah like hearing hearing about this stuff also in sports leagues they have clauses in all their contracts and the clauses basically state that like you are representing the, the, game, the yeah absolutely the league. Yeah. and if you if you if you conduct in a way that is detrimental and, to the league that's you. always the way they yeah, word if it it's an, if we view it as a, a way that it's detrimental to the league yeah. we we hold the right to suspend you blah 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 and they're looking at this and they're like this is pretty detrimental that's exactly. how they feel that's a that's a kind of a cover all blanket statement that leagues like to use to say that if you do anything that we don't like, basically, yeah, we're gonna exactly. we're gonna be able to get you. So make sure you're operating in the best interest of the exactly. league. Exactly. So does he come back? I guess that's my question. Did, like after this, he said he's gonna fight the suspension. I don't know, but yeah, that's for for something that's that many games. I mean, you're gonna have two a, years, a man. really hard time fighting that. I I almost my initial reaction is almost no. But I, I don't know if that's right or not because you know he'll still be young enough once it all. He's in his thirties. Yeah, he's, he's in his. He's in his. He's like thirty or thirty-one. That's true because he kind of took a while to develop into the yeah. high-end pitcher that he is now. So he was in the league for a while. So my initial reaction is he won't be back, and maybe yeah, I, I kind of that's what I would go with right now. I think at that level, I think it's very difficult to be away from the game for two years and then come back and play. Yeah, that yeah. is very difficult to do. This isn't beer league. Or this is a slow pitch yeah. where it's like, okay, I'll be back in two years. Like, yeah. no, 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 these are the best of the best out there. And and because of the um, the amber herds in the world, I do every time I hear something like this, I'm always I always want to let everything come out. But based on the things that you have heard about the Trevor Bauer situation, it doesn't sound very good. I definitely would want to disassociate from him mm-hmm. um, if I was the league. I'll tell you that. And the Dodgers are sitting there and being like, we don't have to pay this guy anymore. Like, That's perfect. nice. Perfect. That's nice. They probably wish they didn't the second he signed that contract on him. Yeah, that was a huge deal. It was deal. big. Yeah. Huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he got uh, good. No, no, he wasn't with the Dodgers when they won. Right? No. No, no. no. Okay. Yeah, he signed the year after they won. And that was when the, the Dodgers were kind of reloading, like they were going to go on their next run. Yeah. And he yeah. just came off a Cy Young type of caliber with campaign. Cincinnati. Yeah. 
who suck this year, by the way. Oh, have you seen record, that? Record level Holy of sucking. Holy crap. The sports books have taken their over-under win total off the board. Oh my goodness. Because they had a bunch of money come in on the under, and they don't know how low they have to make that number for it to actually make sense anymore. <laughs> so they're just not doing it at all. They, oh just took my it, goodness. they just took it right off the board. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of the books, mm. um, you wanted to address, uh, you're getting some blowback up on Twitter for, just, for uh, some comments. Yeah, one of the things that I've, I've, I've said, I said on the last podcast, and I've posted this on Twitter several times, is that if you are selling your picks to people, you're a scam artist, is the line I've used. Mm. And I stand by that. I still, I still think that's the case. But I, I will say, I will preface it by saying it doesn't, because somebody is out there doing that, I don't think that they are a bad person or that they're malicious or anything like that. I, I, I actually believe that they really think that their picks are good and they are worthy of being sold. But my whole argument is none of your, whoever these people are, none of your picks are good enough to be sold, mm. in my opinion. Because there's too much that goes into it, right? Like we talked about Dom from The Athletic, and he has his model that he uses uh, through analytics, and he was talking about when he was getting it wrong and when he was losing money and things weren't mm. going well. So he has all these analytics behind it, and even his picks aren't, you know, aren't hitting all the aren't, time. aren't hitting all the time. And it's because we're playing a sport here, right? If you're if you're in hockey, you got a puck that can bounce. You got all kinds of factors that you don't put into a formula, right? Mm-hmm. So so even if you do, you know, one of the things people on Twitter love to say, I've been in the lab. Like that's a big comment. I've been in the lab and I got these hot picks for NBA, right? And it's just it's so frustrating. I saw somebody comment about that. Yeah. It's like it means you're on the shit. Exactly. That's yeah, that's exactly a, what that yeah. means. Someone said that this morning. That, that, that popped me. I was like, that that's good. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Like that. So that's the thing. I'm not saying anyone's wrong to do it. And I'm, I'm just kind of saying, like, I, I totally disagree with it because your picks aren't good enough to be sold. Like, that's the whole... Like, um... What was that movie with Matthew McConaughey there where he was selling picks or whatever? It was a, based on a real person. Oh, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know the movie. I know, I, yeah. The name is escaping me, yeah. but I, I do recall the movie, yeah. yeah. And, and Jeremy Roenick actually details in his book how he got tied up with someone like that doing NFL picks one time and lost a bunch of money. So it's just, it's just like, if you want to gamble, make your own picks. If you're not confident in your own picks, maybe don't gamble. Like, if, you, if you're not confident in your own picks, I don't understand the desire to gamble, right? Like, if you're not interested interested in in making the assessment yourself and doing yeah. it why even bother why even bother well and it's because the, they think it's a quick buck it's the allure of easy money yeah they're like oh i'll take this guy's free picks yeah and if i bet this much i'll make this much and it's easy and easy that's money and, and it's like yeah. that's, that's not how it and works. i think that's the big misconception that you need to that i need i'm trying to get across to people is that it's not easy it's very difficult yeah and and, and when you're saying like they're scam artists is is part of it because the way they're 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 presenting it is hey these are free free money for you buddy right is yeah. that kind of like where where uh, you're kind of like this like this is bullshit a little bit because but it, because you're you're presenting it you're yeah. not saying but you're presenting it that oh take this pick because it's easy well that's and that's the thing too and, and it gets murky right because some of these people they'll put out a couple free picks on twitter and then they'll have a package that you can purchase with their premium picks. Ah, yes. So what's the difference? Like, honestly, why are you putting out your free... Are your free picks shit? Why are you putting them out then? Yeah. And, th- and then if your free picks are shit, why would I buy your premium yeah. stuff? Well, then I would assume the free picks are, are like the bait. It's easy. You It'll be like a minus 160 or something. Yeah. Just an easy win so you can easy say win. that. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll sit there and be like, whoa, like I, I took free picks. Like, what about if I pay for these yeah. picks? Yeah. You know? And it's... uh. 
it's it's salesmanship is it what is. it is. It's, it is. It's all but, about making money, right? But it's not a product that anybody needs is the problem. That you're, is you're, true. You're a salesman for a product that nobody needs. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing is we can all... The, the, the sports book tells you what they think is going to happen. So if you're reading the odds they put out, you already have a really good idea what they think is going to happen. And I don't know anyone sharper than them, quite honestly. Yeah. They, their whole job is yeah. to stu- is study trends and all that stuff right yeah so if you want to if you want to say on twitter that uh, if you give away free picks on twitter i think that's great that's that's fun i think that's engaging it's entertaining you can go back and forth with people i i see no problem with that it's when you start selling it that really bugs me because then too gambling is already hard enough to make money on but if you're going to spend 50 dollars on a package of some picks and then so you spent your 50 dollars, and now you have to wager your own money on those picks and depending on what those picks are they might not be even money or plus money so you might not be getting your full amount that you wagered back so now you're taking out the money you spent for the package and you're not even getting one-to-one on your money back on some of the picks it's really really difficult to accumulate a bankroll mm. so that was my whole thing gotcha. and i i like, like I said to you before it started, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm bang on with I think they're scam artists. Because uh, I know a lot of them know they are scam artists oh, and yeah. they're doing it. I think I think what I was trying to say is not everyone... I don't believe everyone's doing it maliciously. I just think it's a stupid thing to do. But there are people out there doing it maliciously. There are. And they're, just oh, trying to make, they're trying to make a buck off you. Absolutely. And with Twitter now, it's easy because they have a gimmick, right? Like they'll do, a, you know, they'll do a cartoon character and they'll say, oh, these are Pikachu's picks or something like that, yeah. right? I'm thinking of one guy specifically and I don't... See anything wrong with him or what he's doing so if you hear this don't don't think i'm bashing you i'm just saying like that's kind of like what people do now so gotcha yeah so it's more for it's more of a public service announcement to people don't buy picks if, um, if, if you think you need to buy picks don't be gambling don't yeah yeah, yeah. uh i will because there's no free money that's the big thing i will say since our conversation two weeks ago and just paying attention to like the broadcast of sports I'm, the, the gambling thing is just mind numbing now yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching one with Cabby and some guy in glasses. Yeah, I know, I know. And he had the personality of drywall. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this guy on TV? He's probably a math guy. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, you just you want to do the money line here? Yeah. I'm like, wow, you're yeah. just really making me want to go bet my money. Like, get out of here. Yeah, oh, it's it's frustrating. And like Cabby, like he he's at least engaging, but like. What are we doing here, man? But, oh my goodness. But so many of these people are not in a position to be... Like, there are a few really smart people out there that have worked for sport books. They understand the numbers. They understand what's going on. Cabby is a TV personality, folks. Like, he's a TV personality who probably gambled in his own time like like anyone does. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make him an authority on it. And, and I get that what they're using him for is to teach people gambling, which that's the part we talked about last yeah. week that's really bugging me is that if, if you don't already know, you're perfectly fine without it. Like, you don't need to encourage people to gamble. Yeah. And, and you don't need to, like, you don't, like, it, it, that's what the thing is. It seems like they're teaching people who don't otherwise know. And to yeah. me, that says young people, which bugs me. So I didn't want to get into the whole thing again, but I just want to cover that <laughs> All for, right. for one of the things I keep getting pushed back on. Um, I think our last thing we wanted to touch on will be a short one this week. Um, Raptors, uh, they were eliminated. Uh, they played well, though. They, they came back. They were down 2-0 to the Sixers, and they came back and won, won both in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but then they lost. Uh, they lost in Philly. They they went down in six. Yeah. Um, they made a series of it. Which they made a good. series of it. Um, to it, be honest, Harden looks washed. Harden looks washed. Uh, it's just too bad because like for for like an eight year period, he was he was 
points. And at points... He was otherworldly at points and, with, and with at, how at, he could at, score. At points this year, he was fantastic as well, too. Like, I watched a lot of the games when he first came over from... Uh, from the nets there and even when he was on the nets this guy can still do his thing he can still put up points he's still extremely strong he gets to the paint whenever he wants he's got great moves um his he regained his shot a little bit this year it used to be lights out when he was with like oklahoma city and stuff but, uh, but he kind of lost it but he regained a little bit of that this year so it's 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 funny because when he wants to play he's good man but i don't know if it's just that they can't find the right people to play with him or, well, or or I don't know if his if his lifestyle is contributing to the fact that he's not as good because he he loves rappers right like he's always hanging out with these rappers like late nights like uh, that type of yeah, thing. yeah so, I guess if you're constantly out late at night and as you get older that that wears on it's you. harder yeah you can't, exactly. you can't do that as much um, but and and I thought when they first started I thought Embiid and him would be the perfect combination it seemed like a great matchup I know people were going crazy online saying oh this is like. Shaq Kobe or freaking oh, you know, Oscar the, Robinson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, or something the, insane. The takes right? that come out yeah. when a trade happens is just just well, and it takes with the Nets like oh Simmons is going to be so much better than Harden. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, well, you're seeing uh, Embiid is the glue. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's probably going to win MVP. Um, uh, but and with him out, the Heat are just just taking over that series totally. Uh, but I know you wanted to touch on what Shaq and Chuck said on right. on TNT. Uh, where they said that uh, you need stars, and yeah, totally. And I, I like, I think a lot of people in Canada took this as a big, you know, hit against the Raptors. And I didn't see it that way. I just thought they were speaking the truth. Yeah. Because right now the Raptors are missing that that elite kind of star guy, right? Like that that really high end guy. And Siakam is is creeping up there to the point where he's almost almost there, but he's not quite there yet. Um, you know, he, he, they they really are missing one really really good player. I I do love the way like the only way there's there's two ways to get a star for Toronto. Uh, the one way is to lose and you get a high draft pick mm-hmm. and it's a transcendent pick. Yeah. Now Scotty Barnes, I love him. I don't think he's a transcendent pick. I don't think he's a John Morant. Right. You know, like I know they play different positions, yeah. but like when John Morant was coming out, you're like. Him and Zion Williamson were mm-hmm. going to be like franchise altering uh, picks. Right. Scotty Barnes is not a franchise altering pick. He makes your team better, but he doesn't alter the franchise. And, and and yeah, they were like that was what a lot of Toronto fans were saying. They're like, oh, they don't think Scotty Barnes is a star. Could be a star. No, they didn't say that. And I think everyone thinks he he can be, but he's just a rookie right now, he's right? Just like a rookie. it's his first season. So. And, and and he was great for it. Yeah. Um, what I, I do like how the Raptors and, and the other way is through trade, how, like how they got Kawhi Leonard, um, who who is a, a star, a yeah. superstar in the league. Yeah, and I like how the Raptors are building because it seems like like Masai is like, okay, I'll build up the roster again and mm-hmm. build up all these pieces, and then when the time comes and I think the time is right, I can trade a couple of these guys. And get a star. When the next Kawhi becomes available. When the next Kawhi type player becomes available. And I can strike while the iron's hot because I'll have talent everywhere. Exactly. He's building depth. And uh, I do like that. But Shaq and Chuck were right. They they were. And and, and NBA. I saw a stat. uh, Or a guy. guy, um, I was reading I think an article on the score. And he was um, referencing. Or maybe it was on Twitter. I can't remember. But he was referencing how. Uh, the NBA more than ev- any other league, uh, stars win championships. Yeah, where other leagues, um, it could be luck driven, uh, a hot streak, um, 
you know, hot goaltender in mm-hmm. hockey, whatever the case may be. But in NBA, it's very star-driven. Uh, star and I think the team he pointed to, uh, the last team to win without a superstar was the Detroit Pistons. Right. In like 2004 or whatever. And they had three really amazing they had, players. They had really amazing players, yeah. but they didn't have that alpha yeah. that was the star. And right. he had, he had the, this, I can't remember who the person was, but he had this, this algorithm that told him what a star was. Okay. You know, yeah. based on all NBA selections, MVPs, right. like it was all, it was a bunch of different categories that the player had to hit so many different categories to be sure. considered a superstar. And that makes sense because uh, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, and Ben Wallace were all great players at their positions. But I could see them not having like the, the high only one numbers. That, the only one that won individual awards was Ben Wallace. Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the right, year. None, yeah. of them, none, none of them were all NBA. That was just a drag it out defensive oh, team, yeah, right? They like they, the, they they beat the piss out of. Guys. They almost won the same way the Ravens did with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback, yeah. right? By just like they just had the lowest scoring games you've ever seen. They're holding teams to eighty points and stuff like that. So I I do believe that uh, that what they said was right here in Canada too. We got we got a tribalism, especially with the the Jays and the Raptors. Yeah, that we take. Any, Especially on yeah. social media, we take offense to any little uh, nitpick, and we feel like we have to stand up to the Americans. We have to stand up to the Americans yeah. against us, and yeah. it's like he's not saying we're a bad team. No, he's just saying the 76ers have Joel Embiid, who's the MVP, yeah. and we have a bunch of great players, but we don't have we don't have a guy like Embiid on our team. And it's not, they weren't saying anything about the franchise. Anyone no. anyone who looks at the franchise from afar would say, hey, these guys are, are doing awesome. They basically just won a championship. They did a rebuild, which they got done like nothing. Yeah. Drafted Scotty Barnes, who was the best player in that draft. Nobody would say, no, there, there's no one else. Well, like, he won Evan, rookie of the year. Exactly. Like, I mean, Evan Mobley, what people were saying was a great pick too. But like, you know, the Raptors essentially got the best player in that draft so far. So they're in a position to strike again. And they got the management group that could do it. Masai knows exactly what he's doing. I think I think some of Masai now is actually starting to leak down to Bobby Webster and Nick Nurse. Like, I think, I think the stability that he brought to the organization is really starting to leak into other other facets of the organization mm-hmm. whereas and I don't want this to happen I, I pray that it doesn't but if Masai were to leave I think that Bobby Webster can start kind of taking that same approach I, I would never want that to happen I know that's huge role for Bobby Webster or huge huge shoes for Webster to fill but I do I love what's happening with that franchise is what I'm saying I yeah. just think they're set up to be good for a long time and, and like you said they're accumulating the assets so that when they need to strike uh they can and when they do, they'll have a really good team that can get through a couple rounds. Did you see uh, Barkley's uh, take on DeAndre Jordan? Uh, he said he shouldn't be starting. He said he shouldn't be starting. Yeah. He said he should just be sitting on the bench. He's, yeah. he's a liability. Yeah. But the best take that I saw was he goes, he goes, if you locked DeAndre Jordan in a gym overnight and you told him he couldn't dunk, in the morning he'd have four points. <laughs> And holy shit, did that, like, was just like, oh my god. Like, he just, he just killed him. That, he killed him, he murdered the guy. That is, there is no better sports panel show than the NBA on TNT. Oh, they're the best. They are by far the best. Uh, they got a great mix of people there. Even when someone's missing and they bring in D-Wade or, uh, or or anyone else, like, I, I think it's a great mix. But the Shaq, Kenny, did you see, Chuck, did you and see Ernie D-Wade are awesome. and Shaq uh, doing dad jokes? No, I didn't see that. Oh my god, that was so funny. Try to crack each other. Oh, and they really? Did, they told the worst dad jokes <laughs> you've ever heard. 
Oh my goodness, that was good. That was good. It's great. Even uh, some of the best stuff on there is when they're not even talking about basketball, but they're but they're great at talking about basketball. They're they're straight to the point, so they don't worry about offending anyone. And you know, to the point where players actually get pissed off and go back at them, and then that creates even more entertainment. Quite frankly, uh, speaking of guys that uh, that that know their shit with basketball, JJ Redick is a goddamn mm-hmm. godsend. Yeah, uh, and I love how he makes um, he makes those guys on first take look, especially uh, Mad Dog. I think is the guy's nickname. Yeah, Mad Dog Russo. Yeah, because he's all about the old guys. Because he was talking about Draymond should shut up and play, mm-hmm. or saying that people are saying that, and JJ Reddick just took him to task and was like, "No, that's what makes him great. Yeah. That's why people love him. That's why he's got like a top rated podcast, and and he's already signed a deal to be on TNT." Uh, in the future, in, in the future, and all this stuff, because people love that about him. So he's great at that. Stuff. He, he's like, he's like the old guys that that say that. Uh, that's not my kind of guy, and yeah. just enough. Yeah. And I'm just like JJ yeah. Reddick, you are a smart, smart man, and I love hearing his takes. It's, he, it's he's amazing. he's so good at that. I'm surprised that they keep having him back. Yeah, like I think he's like I think he's he says too much for ESPN. I think I think he'll I think if he were to work there full time, he would get in trouble with some of the shit he says. Yeah, because he's a little too real. <laughs> Bob and I love him. Bob, Bob Cousy couldn't drip with his other dribble with his other hand. Yeah. that's what got me. Yeah, and he's playing plumbers <laughs> and firemen. Holy shit! I just and, love it. And and JJ is a great podcast himself. Uh, he it's 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 fantastic i've i've listened to a lot of him he's a very smart guy his story is so cool he's one of the most decorated college basketball players of all time right and and his 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 nba career almost pales in comparison to that and his nba career was very good well he made the playoffs every single season until his last one yeah when you watch that guy on the floor uh, when he doesn't have the ball he is all over the place like trying to keep up with him when he doesn't have the ball is just insane and lights out shooter he was hated because he played for duke yeah and do if you play for Duke, people don't like you. Yeah, that's just the way it is. And for whatever reason, it's the blue bloods and whatnot. Um, but he's a killer, man. I was concerned about his decision making when he came out of college because one of the stories I heard about him was he was uh, driving after having a couple beverages and he was rolling up on a check stop. So he decided to do a U turn in the middle of the, the street. <laughs> <laughs> So, I was a little worried about him coming out of college, but turns out he's a great guy, and he was probably just a, just a, young, just doing young stupid stuff. Young that and young dumb, stupid people, you do. know, thinking thinking he could he could yeah. be sneaky. Oh yeah. my god, that's hilarious! Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh man! Um, but I love that uh, I love that podcasters are starting to mix in with the traditional media because uh, the traditional media kind of sucks right now, honestly. And it's a bunch of old like and this I, sounds bad. It's a bunch of old guys, right? But I think they're starting to get a wake up call, and they're they're becoming out of touch uh-huh. um becoming mad, or maybe already are or already like mad dog russo like looks like he's that guy that's yelling at clouds he reminds me of, i thought he was skip bayless i thought it was the same guy uh, skip bayless is the one of the worst those guys uh, are even different because those guys say uh, inflammatory shit on purpose whether they believe it yeah. or not right who the hell's the guy that i hate colin coward same uh, thing and same again thing. sits there yeah. Uh, Stephen A. Smith does it to some extent. Yeah, he he's, he does it too. Yeah. yeah, and I I just love uh, Colin Coward had a thing where he listed the top five under twenty five NBA players, and yeah. two of them were twenty six. I know. <laughs> and I know he doesn't do his own graphics. You know, like like his his team put that together. Yeah. But it's on you, buddy. Yeah, like, totally. Like that's that's on you. Um, and I love to see it. 
because he's to me he's he's no good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that uh, that we're starting to get guys like JJ Redick on these programs because this has been needed to be said for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I mean I'm enjoying it. All right, well I think that's been our episode for this week. Short and sweet. We got. Well, more NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs in a couple weeks here. Talk more Flames right now. They're down one nothing to Dallas in Game Two. This is they got this, a power play coming. This though. has the makings of a long series. Oh yeah, it's going six or seven. I uh, I'm here for it. All I'm right, loving it. <laughs>